welcome to Under the Radar, part of the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Uh, just quick note up top before we get into all the fun and games. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of shit going on. Uh, there's nothing we can really say that uh, that hasn't been said already. It would probably be dumb to do it. So we, we're just kind of approaching the show today as, uh, look, it's, it's a nice hour for us to just kind of get out of it for a little while. It might be a nice hour for you to kind of get out of it for a while. Um, nothing more, nothing less than that. Uh, we just kind of, you know, we, we're not not going to do the show, um, but we're also just not going to fill it up with a bunch of kind of, you know, how we feel and things that have already been said. It's been said so many eons better. Uh, there are a couple of great articles on The Athletic. They're free, actually. So if you're listening to the show for free, you're not a subscriber, you don't feel like subscribing. Uh, there are a couple of great articles for free. There's one uh, where Ken Rosenthal went and talked to a bunch of retired baseball players. Yep, I was going to experiences right with Doug Lanville, um, who yeah, is yeah. just and with uh, gosh with Tory Hunter and Jimmy Rollins and uh, Latroy Hawkins and oh, what's the guy's name? The big first baseman who hit all those home runs and then fell off a cliff for the Phillies. Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard. Yeah, really yeah. good. That's not really how I would Howard. describe Ryan Howard. Really? How would you describe? I would Ryan say per, uh, perennial all star. Uh, I don't know if he fell off a cliff. You oh. almost lost me when you said he fell. I guess he did, but I mean, like it was an expected. He was no. getting old, worn no. down. DVR, help us. He got hurt. I would say too. sustained greatness for many years and then faded away. His peak, yeah. man. So starting in peak. in 06, 58 homers, then forty seven, forty eight, forty five, thirty one, thirty three. Mm-hmm. It's a heck of a run for those six Amazing. years. And then what happened? Injuries. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, but all right, great. so he fell off and, an injury cliff, I guess. Okay, fair enough. But an amazing man, an uh, amazing article. Uh, I read it this afternoon, and it was really cool, really cool. And then there was a second one uh, where a lot of our writers actually talked about the kind of like one of the, the most memorable times they've encountered racism. Like, these are some of the best writers in the world writing about this stuff and when you actually sit down and read it it's amazing and of course terrible sad on so many levels but the way that it's written by people who are great writers and some very good editors uh it's heartbreaking but also just like it's a must read i would say um it's if i might say it's a significant time in our history as a nation um and uh and for this little period of time one of the best parts about it personally is that i get to hang out with nando defino and Derek van riper for an hour we get to talk about baseball and we get to share that with you and you get to listen about baseball and we're going to talk more baseball this week apparently is what uh, defino said in the email or yeah. the, the text <laughs> the text maybe ian we could talk about baseball a little baseball so <laughs> no so yeah so so that's where we're at right now uh you know it's 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 not us blowing things off. It's not us doing this for money. I don't. We don't have ads running on this podcast, as far as I know. We don't. I haven't read anything in like months. So this is just three guys want to just go into like a little box and do something to get people's minds off of things, and they could you know get off of the news for forty five minutes, talk a little baseball, talk a little ADP, talk a little OOTP in a very lopsided trade that I let Ian win because I know he loves Christian Robinson. See now, uh, and I, that's I it. don't even know. I mean, really? <laughs> I mean, t- yeah. Come on, man. Come on. That was one of those trades where people, a person sent me a note saying, I didn't know Christian Robinson was on the block. I would have offered you something for him. Yeah, and you, when someone sends you that note, you know, even in a regular fantasy league, <laughs> that's kind of like, oh, I messed up pretty bad, pretty bad on that one. <laughs> well, no, well, I mean, Sanchez in this league, Yomer Sanchez, the the Cuban shortstop, he was really one of my top three prospects in the minor leagues that I had. He's a forty fifty uh, in this format and in OTP. Robinson's not quite as dandy; um, they're not as high on him. He's a thirty with a fifty five upside. Those numbers change, though. Yeah, those numbers yeah, change. Those numbers as they, are as they change. Get, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm. I, it was. I, I'm excited to have Christian Robinson. I will say that. I do like him. I'm excited. Well, I, that's why I did it for you because we're friends. And well, I thought it might be good for the show to talk about a little bit. All right. Well, then there we go. I'm happy to have Christian Robinson. I'm happy that we have the content. 
I didn't know. So here's here's something. Ian yeah. is going to talk about this in a second about how he's talked to every. Hey, there you go. Ian Kahn. It wasn't it wasn't appropriate earlier in the show, but for right then we I, had to give some indication that we did note that on Twitter people had sent their feelings about the show, and everyone who had chosen to send something send something uh, mentioned that the nighttime show was well appreciated. This is an indication that we are indeed at the nighttime show, which is fun. Thank you all for writing in and yeah. expressing hope for this. Yeah, so yeah. we're here. here we it's nighttime. Yeah. It's yeah, Ian After it Dark and Derek Van Ryba. I don't know how to make a sound with my. I have a sparkling water and it's sweating profusely. Sparkling water. It, DVR. This is like old time radio, man. At least say you're drinking something else. You, but you're like the beer guy. I mean, you didn't save up a beer. I I should have. I actually I drank a beer Saturday night when I got home. Ah, uh, beer again. All right. A beer. One singular <laughs> beer. Uh, a, a deer. Chivata. A deer ran yeah. into our car. We were on the freeway coming oh, home from right. my in-law's house. And oh, my God. Yes. It was It was just surreal because um, I've seen them on the freeway before and on you know rural highways and all over. It's normal around here, right? Um, I always imagine if I hit one or if one hit me, it would knock me off the road because you're going fast. They're pretty big. If they hit you the right way, the wheel turns and you're in the ditch, right? And it ran right into my side door. You know, I was going 70 miles an hour on the freeway. It didn't break any glass. It didn't do any structural damage to the car. We were able to drive the last 35 minutes home. And it was just sort of like disbelief getting home. Like I sent the picture out on Twitter and realized it was kind of like a weird thing to just put out there. But I was I was more stunned than anything else that that wasn't worse. I was just really grateful to get home safely, you know, after that. And did he charge the car? Donda, did you see this picture? Uh I found out about it after like two days after the fact. <laughs> but, <laughs> this was just like ten o'clock yeah, at I night. I went back and found it. Yeah, it was I mean He just charged the the car? We, yeah, we both saw it out of my like my, my side window. We just saw it but kind of get into our peripheral vision like a split second before it ran into the car. Damn, there was did no it, way to evade. Did it. it walk away or no? We were going fast. It was dark. There was no way to really see. I, I I assume the deer did not live because it was a it was a much bigger collision. At least it sounded like a much bigger collision <laughs> Damn, than man. what the pictures showed. Wow. All right. I was definitely in have a beer mode once I got home Saturday. Okay. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sort of just in unwind and, and think about baseball mode with you guys i you know i sent nando some some stuff that i'd put together uh yesterday for an article he was writing and um he's a good guy good guy like just that. excited to talk he's through that come on come on such a good guy well so i was doing so here, here's the kind of guy dvr is after getting smashed by the deer so talking about our weekly we're on our weekly fantasy call and i'm telling dvr like okay so i'm, I'm looking at eight, and then we're going to talk about this on the show because i think it's a cool topic and there are some names in there that i wasn't even thinking about who have made jumps in ADP for NFBC. Um, so what I was trying to do was line up all the names, you know, the the January through April ADP, and then the May ADP. And so I sorted by alphabetical on the left side and then on the right side, and then I was going down and manually deleting the names to make them line up correctly. So I could just do, like, H1 minus N1 as, you know, O1, and then just drag that down. So I'd have them all lined up. And DVR, I mean, he, it was nice of him not to laugh, but he was like, you know, I actually have a spreadsheet with several tabs and it's all calculated and blah, blah, blah. I just got to put in the May ADP. I'm like, all right, thanks, man. So he gave me all of his, uh, he gave me all of his data and uh, it made life a little simpler. Even though I was already in like the M's, it did make life a lot simpler for me. <laughs> I've, I've done projects the way that you were doing that, Nando, and I, I don't know when exactly I finally just stopped for a second and said, you know what? probably going to be working in spreadsheets for a while i, I think it was maybe uh, andrew laird who does um, dfs soccer stuff at rotowire he's you know, good with spreadsheets and it's probably two years ago or so i messaged him like you got to show me what you're doing <laughs> i need to learn i am i am under skilled for spreadsheets for someone who plays as much fantasy baseball as i do and i still probably am but i'm at least better today than i was then and i'm happy to try and pass those skills along or at least share the, the fruits of that little bit of labor when I can. He turned on the dual byline, though. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> yeah. Right. He was ashamed. Yeah. He was ashamed to be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So anyway, we're going to talk about that today. Uh, but but first, Ian, I do want to get into you teased before we even hit record. Um, you're pulling an Ian with our beat writers, which I find hilarious. Like <laughs> these 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 poor writers who have been first of all like roped into OOTP. Although it seems like they're they're enjoying it a lot. Like a lot of people they're writing really good stuff on it. Totally. Um, man, totally. But you're like, yeah, I was talking on the phone, you know, to a couple of the beat writers. I, I, so, I got stories. I got great stories. I, with these, yeah, whatever these, you'd like to are, share. Sure, I can just go human by human. I had a really good talk with Nick Groke uh, about the Colorado Rockies. Uh, he's the Colorado Rockies beat writer. And he gave me some amazing feedback on, like, how the Rockies work. Uh, we did not come to a deal. Uh, I'm sorry about that, but I really did enjoy the conversation with Nick. I spoke hey, to by Mike the way, Pilu. so trade deadline. We, we, should, we right. should frame this. That, yeah, yeah. Our, our trade deadline hit uh, Sunday at like 6 o'clock. So right. this was like it. This was the, the trade deadline. And we put in like an extra week of trades. So it was a really fun week, right? And then it was supposed to be over on Saturday. And then Jamie uh, pushed it to a Sunday, commish. which was a commish. Pushed it to Sunday, which was awesome. Um, so it just kept things going. I think I spoke, but yeah, I spoke about my conversation with Rob. Chris Meany and I were back and forth. Mike Pilucci and I spent about an hour and a half on the phone talking uh, Texas Ranger baseball. Um, Grant Brisby and I from San Francisco ugh, kind of feel bad. Like we we had kind of come to a deal that like maybe we were going to do about, I was going to take on some largest contract. And then I was like, you know, I just, I'm worried because there's this uh, international free agent that I want to sign. I'm running low on cash and I'm worried about how that's going to play out. So I didn't end up doing that. Tim Britton and I had had a fabulous conversation. Um, He's the New York Mets beat writer and we didn't really have a match. So we just had a lot of fun. Uh, Tried to push with Dan Barbarisi again, was not happening. And then did make a really fun trade with Raj Patel um, who is uh, they? I think he's in. I think he's also in the Bay Area, but he's uh, runs the Seattle Mariners. I will tell you that every one of these beat writers that I spoke to is absolutely keen to continue moving on after this season and doing it. That's interesting. I didn't think that was going to happen. Which kind of was I'll trade you. I'll trade you Robinson. back, Christian Robinson. I'll trade him back if you if you <laughs> if you want to put the pedal to the metal. I will take Sanchez back. I will. I, I like Sanchez. No, no, it's it's so I I asked for y'all. Well, actually, just to be open here, <laughs> Ian was trying to negotiate with me, and I forget, like I was like in the middle of something with the baby or something oh, like that. No, you were no, with your no, brother. Never, never, never trade. I was like with that. my brother. Never. No, he was with his brother. He well, no, no, that, that was like the first iteration. Then it somehow oh, right, dropped. Right. Oh, right, 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 right. We were gonna do a two for yeah. two, and and it 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 just wasn't. It wasn't. It felt like it was unfair. Um, and I didn't want to do that trade. And then when we hit back, he, Nando, who did you say you wanted? I said, just give me any like twenty-six-year-old Cuban, because uh, that's like <laughs> my that? sweet spot. Like right, I just, I just they, love because you know why they come up. They're a little more mature when they come from Cuba. They played since like they were seventeen in the in the Cuban leagues. They defected. They've gone through a lot. They're major league ready. So I'm like, there's got that fits the profile for me. Like a minor leaguer, uh, you know, like twenty-six to twenty-eight years old who played in Cuba professionally. Um, I'm like, just give me that guy. And you got to have one me? of those. I, I only Yo, had... Sanchez. He's had the one. only only one that I had was a guy that I really freaking liked. I swear that Yolmer Sanchez, where did you put him? Did you put him in AAA? Uh, I haven't actually put him anywhere yet. Uh, you haven't put him anywhere. Okay, so Sanchez, hold on. He is, he's 23. He's got a ridiculous glove. Wait, wait, he's not 20. He's 27. Yeah, wait. No, no, Yolmer Sanchez. Did you give me a different Yolmer Sanchez? Yolmer Sanchez is twenty-seven. Like he's he's a switch-hitting Venezuelan like, utility infielder. No, no, no. That's not who I traded you. Who did I trade you? Hold on. Okay, so <laughs> that's terrible. Oh wait, no, did no, we no. trade the wrong guy? All right, hold on a second now. No, <laughs> I gave you somebody good, you're... man. No, you, you... Yolbert. Yol Yolbert. There's a Yolbert. Yolbert. Yes, Yolbert. Oh no, Sanchez. we got the wrong guy. <laughs> This is the this guy. is the guy I traded you. So you, yes, no, Yolbert. Oh yeah, there he is Yolbert Sanchez. Yes, he's a he, look at look at him, look at him. He's twenty three years old. So you wanted a guy twenty six to twenty eight Cuban who was going to come along. I gave you a twenty three year old speedster with a with a sweet glove with ridiculous range, who you know who has a bat too. He, he hit three sixty six. No wait, who what did he hit for in AAA for me? He hit three oh seven. He hit three oh seven. For my team. And he's got a sweet-ass glove. So I thought, oh, actually, this is what you're asking for. And I've got him. And I didn't really want to trade him. I was like, you're getting Christian Robinson. Trade him. And I had picked up Addison Russell on a free agent contract 
like two weeks oh, earlier. How did fans so like, react to that one? If they, it was fair. No, no, no. I checked. Uh-huh. There was no, there was no downside to it. And he's like, he was like three hundred thousand dollars to pick up Addison Russell. So I, I had coverage there, and I got Robinson, who's another. You know, Sanchez is ready to come up next year. He's ready to go. And he's he's this yeah. is who he is. So it's yeah, not right. so bad. The trade's not as bad as you thought it was, is it now? Ah, no, this is a great trade. I love it now. I okay, like Gilbert good. Sanchez. That's why I thought. Great batting I was average, like, great OBP. That's what, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. That's what I was saying. He's a really he he was my number three prospect. I liked him this a lot. Really funny. All right, so yeah, I feel I don't, so not a ripoff. No, I don't think so. No, no. no not, Sanchez certainly... remains with the Sacramento River Cats. <laughs> he's not even in your system anymore. That makes he's sense. In your he's, on, he's on the Giants. Yeah, he's right, right. No, yeah, he's not with the White Sox anymore. They that was yeah. that was something that happened this offseason. They finally moved on from him. Yeah, no, this is Yolbert. This is yeah, Yolbert. Right. So this is great. This is great for me. I'm okay, very good. happy about that. I thought yeah, you'd be pleased. I mean, I didn't think. No, no, I do. I, I like this a lot. He's the tw- he's not a 26 year old. He's a 23 year old Cuban. He's <laughs> and the only Cuban I had in my old system. I was like, I was like, I don't want to. Literally, I went through. I saw he was Cuban. I then went through my entire minor leagues trying to find another Cuban that I could add to Micker Adolfo to trade you Christian Robinson. And this was the only one I had. And I was like, fine, I got to give him up. I don't even have like when Tim Anderson. He was going to take over for Tim Anderson, but Tim Anderson's under a pretty decent contract. But this is no, such a you know what. It, in retrospect, DVR, I could have just been like, uh, find me a 28-year-old Nebraskan-born center fielder in your, in, your, <laughs> in your system. That's who I'll do it for. And just made him waste an entire day looking for that <laughs> database of players. It's like a farm system scavenger hunt. Yeah, exactly. DVR, uh, Padres are creeping uh, in a scary kind of way, actually. Yeah, you hear, you hear footsteps. Yeah, Whoa. yeah. I'm a, well. I'm, I'm. The Diamondbacks are falling apart, and look at the standings. And very slowly, every time we get a new result, the San Diego Padres are coming up. And I think you're only four and a half games behind me for the. Well, you you got the second wild card spot. I think you're two ahead of the Pirates, but you're only four and a half behind the Diamondbacks. So you used to have like a 16 game lead in the wild card. I have a. I have a. I have a proposal for you, gentlemen. I say because I'm in a different division, and we're all close in our in our standings that we each put 10 bucks up and whoever has the best record of the three of us wins the money. What do you say? Why don't we make it 12 since that's the significant, uh, interest that you tried to charge me for the DVR charity league that you surprised. <laughs> me with. <laughs> yeah. Glenn Colton gave that much money though. Ding. Yeah. All right. I guess you can call them out on your own Twelve dollars. table on your own. $12. Okay, $12. Good? Okay, good. $12. DVR, are you right. good? Yeah. So yeah. right now the White Sox are 66 and 55. The Diamondbacks yes. are 69 and 51. And the Padres are 65 and 56. So it's a sprint to the end for the three under the radar hosts. And I'm getting uh, Starling Marte is back this week. So look out. That's good. Man, Adrian Morihone still just going nuts in these starts. He's been so good. That's more, John, for those of you <laughs> listening at home with. <laughs> He's got he's got a seventy seven to thirteen strikeout to walk in fifty nine and two thirds. So he's made nine starts Oof. for me with a one ninety six ERA and a .94 WHIP. I mean he's Oof. he's like an, I've called up an ace. He's basically doing the highest end of what I thought Mackenzie Gore. Like if Mackenzie Gore was just amazing from the jump, maybe that was the pie in the sky, best possible outcome for him. And it's it's happening with Adrian Morihone. That one's crazy. Like, did, didn't you just call him up kind of like on a whim? I had uh, an injury. Uh, I lost the starter, and he, <laughs> he was just he was doing really well in AAA, and I think I was talking to Al Melkier a few weeks ago on Fantasy Baseball in 15, and he said one thing he had noticed is that when players in the minors get like, who are doing well, when they get called up, they seem to do really well with the opportunity to play in the big leagues, which is, I don't know if that's just a random thing that he's noticed that doesn't hold up consistently, but this is definitely in line with him pitching very well at AAA before I brought him up, too. Man, I mean, I'm, it's affecting me negatively, but I'm very happy for you. <laughs> you know, really happy that you're happy for me. Thanks. I just lost Dylan Cease for the season. Well, that's good. You get Gio Gonzalez is your closer, though. 
No, Dylan Cease I put back into the rotation. Oh, yeah, right. That's right. Um, and then I also I traded for Austin Adams this week at the deadline. That's a trade that was kind of fun. Austin Adams. Seattle, the Seattle one, right? Yeah, the Seattle kid. He's, you sure he's... don't mean Gilbert Adams? <laughs> no, he, you know why everyone got confused is because I was just looking at the slack. It said Yulmer in the slack. That's that's why I was confused. I'm like, no, yeah, Yulmer Sanchez and... I had forgotten that he was let go. We need last to adjust fall. that in the slack. Yes, that needs to be corrected. Oh, why man. the trader? He traded the right guy. It was, everything worked out. Oh, it, pro- no, but- it, it processed the right player. Yeah, yeah. I just looked in the. I looked in the thing, and he's on my. He's in the. He's in double A form. Well, yeah, he couldn't trade Yolmer because he didn't have Yolmer. Right, boy, that that would have been a really bad trade, Yolmer Sanchez. I mean, yeah, well, by yeah. my reaction to it was based on it being Yolmer. I was like, wait, why? What? I just don't understand. Like, help me understand. <laughs> and now that you cool see that it's Yolbert? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, much better. Yeah. 23-year-old Cuban. Right. 40-50. Sweet field and starts up. He really is good, actually. No, I and know. It, I know now. Yeah. In one of the other simulations that I did, he's my backup. Anderson went down, and he went into the starting lineup for the end of this first season and took the team all the way to the ALCS where they lost to the Houston Astros four to one. The yeah. Astros are really good in this. Yeah. Well, yeah. The Astros, Al, Al and the Dodgers. I, I had to face the Astros and the Dodgers last week. Ooh. And How'd you I, go? Buy, I think it was one and six, maybe it really I was exposed. Like, the Arizona Diamondbacks were exposed. <laughs> <laughs> Exposure. I picked up Addison. I picked up Addison Reed off the wire. He was just sitting out there, so I put in a pretty high bid for him for a minor league contract. Um, he's pretty good. I feel like yeah. if, uh, if like he's he's been sitting up there, and if you sort by uh, rating, like actual rating, not potential, I think he shows up like right at the top. Yeah, because I do that a bunch just to check. And yeah, so I assume like you probably didn't have to give him that much. I know, but I was no worried. It was. It agreed, but the fact that the trade deadline was right then, and I was out looking for another arm, like a relief arm, because I just lost Dylan Cease, and I had a feeling I was going to lose people, and I'm going to put Kopech into the rotation or Ronaldo Lopez into the rotation, which means I'm going to want to fill those bullpen spots. So I was out I was out looking for relief help, and I was like, why am I giving players? I can just give Addison Reed. He only wanted 300000 I was like, you know what? I'm giving him 800000 because if anyone else is just going to give him three hundred, I'll give him eight. That way I'm pretty much guaranteed I can stash him in the minors. If I do need him in September, he'll be there. If I need him in August, he'll be there, which I now will because Cease went out. Uh, so I'm going to bring him right up. And then in, by September, when September rolls along, all the the uh, rosters will expand and he'll have a spot. And uh, it's pretty great. And I just signed Andrew to- Vaughn today to an eight-year, $54 million contract. I'm pretty excited about that. Thank you. I'm pretty excited about that. I, gonna, I get to bring him up say- now. The roster expansion, uh, I've almost forgotten about this. The, this. the regular season was supposed to have regular new roster expansion rules, too. I'm so it's sure not like call gonna, up everybody. No, no, no sure I mean, like, apply that. They'll apply yeah, that right. here. Regular 2020 rules that we were looking at in like February. Yeah. OOTP. OOTP, folks. It's fun. I love it. I, it's fun. Yeah. It, I mean, it's like, what, it's 1999? We got ours for free, but. Uh, I think it's 1999. It's yeah. You know what? yeah. They 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 set us up, but it's it's worth it. You'll you'll easily have twenty dollars worth of fun playing this yeah. game. I might I might have a code left. Uh-huh. I think we should want to give away a code, make people feel good. Yeah, for sure. If you got if you got a code, give, give it away. Codes. Should I just read it off right here, and the first person to get it gets it? <laughs> that seems a little cruel. Uh, maybe we can uh, uh, a trivia question. How is that cruel? No, wait, no, 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 no. We'll do a secret word thing. We'll, we can do a random no, draw. How do you do that? For anybody who comes up with a question and includes the secret word for this week's episode, they're entered into uh, like a drawing. Okay, and then DVR can do the drawing. Sure. Oh, yeah. I like that. All right. That's good. On, uh, on, yeah. All right. Cool. We'll do it. Uh, so I, got, right, so I do have a code. Let me put it in okay. bold so I don't forget this. Uh, hit us up All with a right, secret so- word. On to, do we'll you have figure- to ask a question or do you want to just hit us up with a secret word? Yeah, you don't have to ask yeah. a question, but you know if you... If you do or comment, but you can't just secret word it. You got to give some thought to it. Yeah, yeah. It just that's a lot of rules. Just write a sentence and include <laughs> the secret word, or ask a question. Yeah. Either way. So, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. All right, cool. 
do that. There you go. Uh, think of a Yolbert. Secret word. It has to be Yolbert. Come on, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Yolbert. The secret, secret word is Y O L B E R T. That's the secret word. Come on. Yeah, that seems All right. fair. All right. I like it. Okay. Hit us up with a hashtag Yolbert. Put in a comment or a. Pretty sure it's Yolbert. Or whatever. Question. You know how you give us a question, you're going to make the show better because we'll answer it next week. So. Uh, yeah, questions choose, are good. Choose wisely. Good movie. Uh, I want to get so into he, this. He, wait, wait, wait. That, that, do you yeah, know what movie yeah. that was from? Uh, no, I just made up that thing out of nowhere. It wasn't a reference to any movie I've ever seen. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I know. <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just walk around saying he chose poorly. <laughs> he chose wisely. He chose poorly. It's a good bet. That guy's good. I love he when was. he like picks up the sword and it like it's too heavy for him. He falls down. Yeah. He falls down and, and Indiana Jones is like, no, 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 I got you. Oh, thank you. You must be here to take my place. Before we uh, move on to the ADP in the month yeah. of May, uh, I have a confession for you, Ian. I feel kind of bad about this, but I think okay. it's hilarious. So, you know, I'm, I'm, we're home. We came up home for, for the, the COVID stuff. Um, my parents' home, that is, in Syracuse, New York. And, uh, yeah, it was, of course, everyone remembers the stink bug incident, but uh, on a deeper level. You know, we, we hang out, we put the baby to bed, you know, 7.30, we get back downstairs, hang out with my parents, watch a little TV, you know, what do you want to watch? Uh, we told them to watch Succession, so we spent a couple weeks watching Succession, uh, which they enjoyed. How is that? How is that? Uh, one, one of the best shows ever. It's amazing. Uh, we've nice. watched it twice okay. now. Um, okay, cool. So, so uh, my parents, you know, they're just kind of like, you know, they, they were, what, my dad likes Jeopardy, they're recording whatever. Um, so my dad's a history guy uh, and recorded Grant. Uh, which was the miniseries on history, I believe. I heard good things about Grant. Well, so this is why I feel bad, because we're in the middle of watching Grant. <laughs> instead, instead of Turn. I've gotten a, a, a promise that Turn is next. Um, <laughs> it's all good. I promise it's all good. It's well, so after you made fun. us watch the hype... you I'm sorry, after you let us watch the hype video last week. Yeah. I'm like, all, like, it's so cool seeing you on screen doing the George Washington and only have known that from you doing, I guess, an impression of yourself doing George Washington. Yeah. Through our ears, basically. Yes. It's, it's just so cool uh, to see it like for real on screen. Like, oh my God, this is amazing. He's just been throwing this out casually, like talking about baseball players with his accent. And here it is on screen as George <laughs> Washington. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I thought, I, I thought you should know that Grant kind of jumped ahead of you because my It's okay. Somebody, it somebody posted on like one of the Twitter history things that, you know, the, the guy who's playing, that was playing Grant is really excellent. And so I was like, all right, cool, good, man. Yeah, he People was, should, actually. That's what they say. They say he's really, yeah. really good. That You know, so that's cool. He's I like, I got a Hugh Jack. He's like Hugh Jackman. It looks like Hugh Jackman playing Ulysses S. Grant, basically. Nice. Listen, man, if you step into the boots and you do the work to get there, I'm all for it. Let's get to it. Turns yeah. coming up next. Maybe by this time next week we'll have a, I did get an turn. email. Is it? Can I, can I bring up the idea of the, the, the my... E- it's not as funny, but I got an Edwin Encarnacion email this week on in OOTP. In oh yeah, let's do of, that before we in, before we shut that down. Yeah, one man. of my other Sims. Um, I'm doing mine first because because Derek Van Riper doing his email is like the Eagles doing Hotel California. Like it's just why you come. So um, Edwin Encarnacion uh, in another one of the Sims that I was doing to sort of help prepare me for the you know athletic sim. He 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 was batting like sixth in the order. And he wrote me an email saying, as as I'm sure you know, I expect to be a middle-of-the-order bat. Um, so I, I would either trade me or put me into my appropriate place. And I traded him. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, so, okay. Looks like I'm getting rid of your $12 million butt because I don't really need to deal with that. Sorry. Traded him to the what Astros for Josh James, I think. Well, I missed that one completely. Really? No, it's, I told you it was in the simulation. It's, it was in another. Oh, right, right. Sorry, not in this and, one. Right, oh, right, right. oh, one cool thing. Remember, I was talking about how the trading in OOTP is too easy, right? Like you yes. can always get their best prospect. You could just add like a guy, and then they'll have a guy. You can change yeah, the yeah. settings from there's easy, normal, which is what it was on. It was on normal, hard, or impossible. So I I switched it from normal to hard, and it changed the whole experience. They were like, really? Hell no! I'm not giving you him. 
what are you nuts? Like, and then before you'd be able to say, well, what if I had this guy? And they'd be like, oh, okay, well, that seems like a really good trade for me. <laughs> Works for like, me. Right, right, right. Oh, so, <laughs> that sounds great. And the assistant GM is like, if he takes this, he's an idiot. Um, now it's like, <laughs> yeah, you want him? Sure, give me Yoan Mankata. I'm like, I'm not going to give you Yoan Mankata for, I forget who it was. It was like a, a good prospect. It was like, sure. Or Lucas Giolito, either one. <laughs> Like, no. And then I added, like, somebody. And they were like, are you kidding? Go away. I'm done. I was like, oh, this is harder. So it's it's more interesting that way. My assistant GM is always saying something like, uh, this doesn't really work for us. We should ask for more. Because <laughs> yeah. I like my guys. I got my pet guys. So, like, you know, the game doesn't like them. Nor does my assistant GM. Anyway, uh, into the May ADP. Uh, DVR, uh, you did the spreadsheet, which, by the way, if, if you're a subscriber to The Athletic, I took the top 100. I didn't want to give away your entire spreadsheet. So I took the top 100 uh, biggest risers in ADP from March to May um, with January, February, March, April, and May ADPs and columns, uh, courtesy of Derek Van Riper. That's in the column if you want to download it and play with the stuff yourself. But um, DVR, you and I were kind of in the same boat, uh, taking a, a much deeper look at Demarcus Evans because of this ADP jump uh, from uh, 1,068 in January to 713 in May. Yeah, he's um, he's pretty interesting because the Rangers are one of those teams where Jose Leclerc should be the closer to open the season. He lost the job for a prolonged stretch in 2019. I was among the people who thought he'd get it back for several weeks before it actually kind of happened late in the year. Um, he's got a contract extension, so you know maybe that's part of the the force that keeps pushing him back towards that role. But Demarcus Evans. Command is the only problem. If you look at his minor league numbers, they're video game numbers last year. I mean, he had an ERA below one at high A and double A over a combined 60 innings at those two stops. 100 strikeouts, 39 walks, only two home runs allowed, only 23 hits allowed. It's an incredibly low hit rate. Uh, big guy, 6'4", like 260, 270, very big, throws hard, uh, nasty spin rate, gives good stuff. It kind of reminded me just from like a number scouting perspective of the first time that I'd noticed uh, James Karinchak in Cleveland before, right? Like he's one of those guys that if Brad Hand struggles, he could be at the front of the line to possibly jump into the ninth inning role there. Uh, but Evans was a player that I really hadn't heard anything about until he came up maybe in OOTP somewhere also, but then he came up as one of the, the big movers for May ADP. By the way, you glossed over that ERA and WHIP. It's, they were both .96. Oh yeah, the WHIP. Yeah, you don't, the whip you don't see too. that happen too often. Oh no, you did say it was sub one. I, it's it's weird that they're he's got, you don't see the exact same number very often. No, no. I mean, the hit rate is what's actually it just so like the ERA stands out too. But when you start looking at the hit total for the innings, twenty three hits in sixty innings. I don't think I've ever really seen that before. Dylan Bundy had that. Dylan Bundy, yeah, he had some pretty gross prospect numbers. I, I, I got to go back. I'm going to say 11 or 12, he had that in low A, high A combo, and it was that silly. And he was a starter. It was really... Yeah, at Delmarva, low A, five hits in 30 innings in 2012 for Dylan Bundy. Was, yeah, and but then didn't he do it again in high A? It wasn't just, that, it wasn't just 30 innings, was it? Uh, 14 in 16 and two-thirds at double A, 48 and 57 innings at high A. It, it was that, that low A. I, that's, that's the lowest I've ever seen for, yeah. for that many innings. That, that is now the new record. Yeah, the ratios. Uh, ERA, zero. Whip, 0.23. 40 strikeouts in 30 innings, two walks. That was pretty good. Yep, that's why he was at the top of everybody's list. And then he just never quite... Made it happen. The thing about Jose Leclerc, every time you say Jose Leclerc, I think, I shot the clerk from my cousin Vinny. I shot the clerk. I shot the clerk. Oh, yeah. Derek, my That's cousin really? Vinny. Not my a my cousin, cousin Vinny guy. Nope. Oh, here you are. Man. Does that mean you've never seen it or you don't like it? No, I haven't seen it. He hasn't seen it because if he saw it, he would like it. And there's a great scene. I think it happens. No, it's not Wisconsin. It's like South Carolina or something. But it's Joe Pesci at his best. <laughs> it's almost the same. <laughs> no, no. No, there was, a, there was a scene where they were shooting. A thousand miles apart. Yeah, but it was a scene where they were shooting deer. And uh, and, and Marissa Tomei, she won the freaking Academy Award for this. 
um, this part. And she was so good in that. My God is the funniest performance. It was so good. Ugh, man. Did you ever work with Marissa Tomei, Ian? Uh, I don't think I have. No, I don't think I have. No. Well, uh, when she was on A Different World, you remember that show that was on after the Cosby show? You may, Maybe a little bit before your time. but no, um, That was she, right in my time. She was just in season one. And then she kind of went away. And then she showed up in, in this movie. And now she's, you know, she's, she's a legitimate... Look, you win an Academy Award. You're, you're in your own category. Um, she, she was great in that movie. Oh, guys. Guys, I got I to gotta DVR, man. got to set you up with some good movies. Hey, listen, how about this? I got a really good idea. Let's do this. Yolbert is the, um, <laughs> the word. If you have a question, you can ask a question. If you don't, give three movies that DVR should have to see. At some point, you know, that, and, and we can answer whether he's seen the movies or that all of us should see. And we'll, we'll, we'll go through that next week. Good. It's a good point. Try and guess two more that he's not seen. No, they just keep coming up. I mean, Midnight Run, uh, yeah, Indiana Jones, right. and Last Crusade, and My Cousin Manny. I mean, one a week comes up. So now we're good. Right. We'll all see right. what everyone else comes up with because those are three of the best movies. Just genuinely good laughs. Real hey, fun. Ian, well, while you're here, let me ask you about DeMarcus Evans. Because you do, I mean, you got your prospect rankings that you put out every year, available at Rotowire. Uh, Demarcus Evans came up as a closer, basically. I, I looked at his stats, and you see he has some games started, but I think those are opener games when you do the math and try and figure out. I did, you know, okay, I could have dug a little deeper, but it was like twelve starts and fifty innings out of like twenty appearances or something, so it didn't add up right. Um, let's just say mainly a, a reliever, just for the purposes of <laughs> moving along. Uh, does he not? hit high on prospect lists despite these circus numbers because of that like because he's just a, a reliever and didn't have that starter potential and so volatile at the end of the uh, the bullpen or is this, I, I think uh, that's probably right just to be clear i don't do the prospect rankings uh that's oh man it's just I i'm sorry dynasty trying. rankings my bad yeah i do the dynasty rankings the, dynasty the, the, guy, rankings. the guy who does the prospect rankings this guy named like uh james anderson Ding. So yeah, I think for Demarcus Evans, there uh, he he's not on the Rotowire prospect list, but he's certainly on my list. I mean, I just in the middle of the show, I reached out to Wilson Caraman, who I share a team in with Devils Rejects, where you can pick up anybody you want, and I just said, hey, go take a look at Demarcus Evans because he's freaking under the radar, real. Yeah, he, that's like the is, poster. He's, he's, he's the, the poster boy of under the radar, right there. Yeah, maybe he should be our 2020 spirit guide, Demarcus Evans. Kind of like it. I just yeah. like I just like his look. I mean, he's just so he just looks like boom, just huge and looks so strong. I uh, almost bought his baseball card. So I went to look. I mean, like when I see someone like this, I'm like, okay, here's there's some upside here. And Selfino actually cautioned me. He's like, no, nah, hitters are the ones like you can't treat baseball cards like fantasy. Like you got to get the hitters. Uh, but still, I mean, like a guy this big who's this dominant could be Maybe like you a get force. it for ten. But if you can get it for like pennies, I would get it. We, I would take one. So I like I, I only look now I only look for autographed rookies because I guess that's what you're supposed to get and his autograph like he doesn't have anything except for this one leaf card from 2013 which I think would have made him 17 years old and it just makes makes me very creepy like you know like I'm uh, gonna get an autograph from a 17 how much is that card how much is that card six six ninety nine buy get it now six ninety nine <laughs> there's one Demarcus 2014 Evans. leaf perfect game showcase autographs gold. Demarcus Evans, thirty-three out of fifty. Hmm. But if it's twenty fourteen, that means he signed it in twenty thirteen. You know, you do the math; it's twenty-three now. I guess he was seventeen or sixteen. Yeah, I see it. Four ninety-nine. All right, fine. I'm buying it now. I was, I was gonna buy it. I, I want to buy. Well, it. you can buy the other one. There's another one that's much more expensive than it. Which no, I'm not buying that one. You better, you better move fast because I'm buying it. All right, well, I'm buying it right now. Moving along. <laughs> well, that's. It's ten dollars and thirteen cents with shipping and tax. Actually, yeah, look at that. But it's a pretty, pretty cool shot. Look at him. Well, see who gets it first, yeah, bro. Well, so there's a related card of a guy who was on the Dodgers, uh, whose autograph looked like it said <clears throat> "sex." Did you? All right, I'll back up then. I'll find another one. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> did you really just do that? I did. Yeah, I did. All right. I'm buy- uh, I bought. Up- I bought it. But here's what you don't know. I bought it for you. Yeah. Oh, come on. You stop it. No, I'm serious. I bought it for you. It's a um, gift. Let's make it's it. A easy, you know it's an easy gift. Are you kidding? It's like the best what? gift. It's like an $8 gift that is actually going to mean something. That's what you want to buy for people. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Totally. Well, why don't we hold That's it as a, hold it in a safe as the under-the-radar official autograph rookie card? 
Okay, but it's, it's right. Nando's card. It was bought for... Sorry, DVR. <laughs> it's Thank Nando's you. card. I bought it for Nando. It's okay. Well, if you want... Uh, so, you know, since we're stuck in this now, 2014 Leaf Perfect Game Showcase, uh, Oscar Arzaga auto. Uh, his yeah. autograph is, is, looks... Is R-E-X? If or? you guys write if you guys read an article about him, I'll want it. Otherwise, I'm not interested. No. Right. I just bought I, the hottest. look it up. I, it's, a, I, huh? it's, it's a very interesting autograph. That's cool. That's there you go. That's fun. Yeah, right. All right, thanks. Yeah. There you go. Thanks. Hey guys. All right. Show's over. Thanks everybody for joining us. I got my thanks card. For, actually, <laughs> we're, we're pretty we're pretty close to the show being over. It's already been like uh, forty minutes, forty five minutes. So we're almost right, uh, we're almost there. Anyone else that we we should get excited about so that we could buy their card? DVR? Well, here's here here are the names that I highlighted: uh, Demarcus Evans, Jordan Hicks, who's probably already off the charts, uh, Spencer Howard, Tyler Chatwood, Kevin Crone. Uh, I do want to get into Chatwood for a second. So here's a weird thing about Chatwood. Maybe DVR, yeah. maybe you have some idea here. I actually asked Eno about it, and he didn't know. Uh, Chatwood went up 200 spots between April and in April he was 654.58, and May he went up to 458.22. And this is based on 10, I'm sorry, nine NFBC uh, drafts in the month of uh, in the month of May. I don't know why. Like it's not like he was announced as winning the fifth starter spot. It's not like Jarrell Cotton was sent down officially. Uh, I found a quote from uh, pitching coach Tommy Hatavi who said he's put himself in a good spot to be in that role. Uh, but that I noted that didn't even make it a Roto World, Roto Wire, Roto Baller. Like no one picked that up. Um, I don't think him being in that, that weird new central division they're talking about would have done anything. Um, so I don't know. You know, it's like maybe but, uh, small sample. I'm like, okay, maybe. But MLB.com has him as the fifth starter. Yeah. Yeah, but that happened a long time ago. Well. When that didn't happen in May. I, did people look back at he made four starts this spring? I mean, only nine and two thirds innings, of course, because it was still the early part of spring. Eleven Ks, two walks, sub two ERA, sub one whip. Yes, I mean, it. again, very limited number of innings. And also has the job. When was a guy they were excited about when they signed him? Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna say. They, when they, when they signed Chatwood, everyone went ah, so smart. Those Cubs, oh, they're so smart. And then he didn't do much last year, but if he's settled and ready to go, he could be good. I like it. I'm, I'm raising my hand. But why do you jump 200 spots? Because those numbers marinated, and they kind of, they, you know what I'm saying? Like he, it was like, oh, people have more time to really look into spring training stats when there's nothing else to look at. You know, they might look at that, and who knows? Maybe he's really good in OTP, so people are like, yeah, I want him. Yeah. There, so like there Austin Adams. Thing like that. Oh, wait a Austin Adams, um, who I traded for this week, he's on the list, right? I mean, how much did he jump? His is an injury thing, though, right? Because he had a knee injury, and he's going to be healthy. Yeah, but look at his numbers last year. Look at his numbers last year. Oh, they're, they're, right, but he jumped huge strike. So I left out guys who jump because of obvious injury or because they're going to be the DH, except for Crone, because I like Crone a lot. But Austin part of the Adams. Family. Austin, yeah, he is. I was trying to trade you Encarnacion. I wanted to give you Encarnacion in that deal, and you kept saying, no, I've got Kevin Crone. There's nowhere for me to put him. There's nowhere for me to. I, I got I got Greg Bird, Kevin Crone, Jake Lamb. I, uh, I forget who else. A couple other people. At least I knew that much. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Austin Adams went up 198, 804 in March to 606 in May. But look, but at he also went to 600 in April. But look at his 2019 numbers for the Seattle Mariners: 31 innings, 20 hits. 51 strikeouts in 31 innings. Make sure you're looking at the right one. I'm looking at the right one. Anyone, anyone listening, I mean, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, because the first one I went to was the uh, was the one from... Um, Detroit, Minnesota. Yeah, Detroit. I thought it was Detroit. But, yeah, I mean, those are silly numbers. 31, 31 innings, 51 strikeouts. Yeah. 1.09 whip. What's the ERA? 377, but, you know... Mm, how does it look to you, DVR? How does Austin Adams look to you? He looks like the most skilled reliever in the Seattle bullpen. I like him. If you're going to take any flyers in that bullpen at all, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking for another reason why Chatwood might be sneaking up. Like if you were doing well in a bunch of Sims, you know, like, kind of like the Royals thing, right? Where if, if all the all that. the Sims loved Tyler Chatwood, that could nudge something. I don't think it would sure. be a 200 pick thing. Um, but no, they, the main OOTP sim over at Baseball Reference, he's made 12 starts. He's got a 639 ERA and a no. 206 whip. 
That's crazy. <laughs> a 206 well, minute. That. Those are not DeMarcus Evans numbers. Uh, Can we not talk about the Kansas City Royals, by the way, who are back in first place, which is just freaking absurd? I thought they were spiraling. They were, and they just unspiraled themselves. They, like, twisted the other way, and they keep spinning. Freaking ridiculous. If I'm going to lose the division to the Indians, fine. But if I'm going to lose the division to the Kansas City Royals, I, I call foul. I cry foul. I think that's how you're supposed to say it. I cry foul. By the, but, by the way, I would, I'd like to guys. rewind this uh, to DVR's assertion that there's only one guy worth it in the Seattle bullpen. Uh, Craig Edwards. I'm sorry, Carl Edwards. See, I just know him Carl. as C.J. Edwards. I can't use the Carl part. Carl Edwards and Nestor Cortez are going to be super nasty. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> He's back to Nestor Cortez. Uh, yes. Look up, oh look up Nestor Cortez's numbers oh, and tell me that guy's not awesome. I think he's a, a really good follower type. I think that's how they, they should use him. Yes. But he's not going to close. He's not going to close. Carl Edwards he's, could. Yeah. I mean. He's yeah. amazing. He's not. He's not amazing. He's not. He's, he's, maybe, I mean, he may step up, but I, I don't, I mean. I mean, look, I'm on ESPN right now, and Carl Edwards is the, looks like the lead closer. No. Her, this no, Hirano. they've got Hirano. I'm sorry. I was totally yeah. wrong about that. In fact, they don't even have Austin Adams there. He's on the 60-day IL. <laughs> okay. For the Good. knee. Well, with the knee. Poor Mitch Hanniger. There's a guy who uh, I, I, I kind of like. For I don't know if he's for... going to be. I think he's out for the season. No. No, he's not out for the season. I think so, man. Like there, the last things I read about him when I, you know, we were totally dialed in in March and stuff was, and actually no, I saw there were a couple like straggler stories about him somewhere, maybe even on our site, where I don't know if it was Depoto or if it was someone else was saying like, we're gonna bring him along very slowly, and like this could just be a lost season for him. Okay, that makes some sense. I will say that in Ale Labor, I took um, Miguel Andujar and. Shohei Otani, right? With the idea that Andujar was going to, both in the DH spot, but I could put Otani because of the crazy rules in labor. I could put Otani in the pitcher slot. And I figured because Stanton was out and Judge was out, I could move Andujar to the outfield after like week one of 162 game season. Well, <laughs> that all turned to hell. So uh, because of the COVID-19 virus, COVID-19. But now it looks like Shohei Otani is going to be pitching starting in whenever, if we start. Like July or something. I saw some video. Was it video or yeah? I saw a video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Against okay. Tommy Lastella, he was looking great. <laughs> <It> looks good. <laughs> he was throwing hard, oh, man. He was throwing movement. Beautiful segue to Jordan Hicks, uh, who's jumped up to 334 from his March of 574 for that reason. Um, but interesting twist. So like Hicks might be ready. There are some quotes that are very favorable, um, and it was uh, Rick Hummel in the St. Louis Post Dispatch who wrote a story about it. Where they said, "Oh yeah, he, you know, he'll be a key member if he's if he's good to go. He might be ready, uh, but he's diabetic. He's type one diabetes, which is not good if you're trying to avoid. You know, if you get COVID, it's it's not a good place to be. Uh, it makes him susceptible, high risk. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, if Jordan Hicks is ready and raring to go, you know, like let's quote unquote July second when this is supposed to begin. Uh, sure, awesome." But if he's still kind of rehabbing his way back, and you know how all these pitchers always... Because it'll be a year in the middle of this month. Uh, DVR, does this scare you at all? Like, are you going to... Like, Jordan Hicks could be the closer, but he could also just be like, uh, no thanks, I'm one of those guys who's going to be bowing out this year and maybe just, you know, quote-unquote rehab a little longer. Sorry for all the quote-unquotes. And uh, just a general disclaimer, because this has come up uh, with a few players. I mean, for, for players who have very serious pre-existing health conditions, Jordan Hicks... Here is an example of uh, Carlos Carrasco having been treated for leukemia last year is another example. Um, you know, it's, it's really difficult to even speculate as to how they feel about taking the risk of, of coming back and playing. Um, the, the other thing that you mentioned, though, with Hicks that kind of made my ears perk up a little bit is just that in July, you said he'll be a year removed from surgery. And I think we're at least I'm at this point where I'm more comfortable buying back into a pitcher after about 14 months from Tommy John. I think it, it takes just a little bit more than a year. Even if he's out there, I'm not sure that he's himself. I think there's a, a very good chance that the workload is monitored a little bit carefully. And you know that still could leave him in a position to be a part-time closer. I, I think he's got fantastic stuff. 
Um, so he's definitely in deeper mixed leagues, draftable now. Whereas, you know, back in March, if things were going to start on time, I don't think I would have used an IL spot on him, for example. And in leagues that didn't have them, I wasn't going to draft him there. Um, but I'm still kind of tempering expectations just based on his elbow alone and looking at him as more uh, of like a like a half closer just in terms of the number of saves I actually expect him to get even if he's their first option to close out games. I just think there could be some some workload restrictions that they want to uh, keep on him just to try and keep him as healthy as possible. Ian, how are you on this? I'm with DVR on that. Um, All right. Yeah. Austin Allen and Austin Adams. Austin Allen is also on the list. Take a look at that. Is he? Austin Allen, the catcher from uh, from Oakland. Oh, you know, yeah, I noticed a lot of catchers uh, had jumped. So it was it was the obvious guys in the National League who could get some DH at bats. Uh, there were a bunch of relievers, high strikeout relievers. Um, and then, yeah, there, there were catchers would pop up with, with pretty decent frequency. Um uh, Thomas Nito, there was a, there was another Mets catcher. I don't know it was it was a, it was a kind of at a certain point you're kind of like oh why are people sweating these catchers so hard maybe because they'll carry three I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, roster composition should be different if they're bigger. I, I would think a third catcher is is definitely uh, an option for some teams. I it just messes up playing time in a lot of those situations though too. You know if if one of those three guys is an elite framer, great defender but doesn't hit much, you know, is he a catcher one time through the rotation? And then is it a 40-40-20 split? I mean, like something like that is kind of problematic almost for everybody involved. Uh, the guys that we expect to play more with the assumption of a universal DH, that definitely was the, the group of players who jumped the most. You can find one, if not more, on every single team. Even like Matt Beatty. I think I wrote about Beatty way back in February as um, you know, somebody outside the top 500 who, if playing time comes up, I think he is pretty interesting. Uh, but I do think he's kind of like the second winner for the Dodgers with one extra spot. You know, I think it removes some doubt about Gavin Lux's role and probably gives A.J. Pollock more playing time against righties than he would get if they didn't have it. But if anyone gets hurt, Beatty's among the players who can play multiple spots. He'd probably at least be a big side platoon guy with one injury at any one of probably four different positions, mostly the outfield corners and the infield corners, kind of thinking about how they would shuffle pieces around to you know, give themselves the best configuration. So um, it, it's it's a funny thing to look at just because the, the moves near the bottom in terms of spots are pretty big. But it still doesn't necessarily in every for every team. You don't necessarily have a guy that goes from not being relevant in a fifteen team league to being a must own player in that format. They kind of become streamers or uh, watch list players at the very least. As uh, as we kind of wait and see what the final setup is. You know, so in saying that, right? Like the the part that I'm missing, like the missing link, like looking at a guy like I guess Spencer Howard is on this list, but what are these guys going to do? When they're not pl- like, like there just aren't enough places on a baseball diamond or in a rotation for a lot of these. I mean, what's what has have they thought this out? Like, and I know that hasn't been reported. No one's talking about this, but like, you have all these minor leaguers who have to play, and I guess maybe you could send them all down to Florida to have like extended spring training or like a rookie league season kind of thing. But you're really going to be almost borderline destroying some top pitching prospects. If they're not getting, you know, like they're eighty to one hundred innings in, right? Yeah. Um, like just just the way you describe that, like they're just. I mean, I know people brought it up before, but there's going to be a lot of stunted growth of uh, youngsters here if they don't do this just right. So one story that I've seen pop up in the last couple of days, I haven't had a chance to read it in detail. Uh, Josh Norris and JJ Cooper from Baseball America had a report about the Arizona Fall League being expanded for this year as a way of, of making sure that uh, either taxi squad players, even just prospects who aren't even really a part of the 2020 season, they have a place to play, to get innings, to get reps, you know, to see live pitching. Um, that's pretty interesting. I think uh, one thing that Evan Drellick was talking about uh, was just that they could take the taxi squad players and 
let's just say um, the Brewers are going to play the Cubs at 7 o'clock on Friday night. You could let your non-Major League roster players come to the facility maybe at 9 o'clock in the morning and play an inter-squad game. Or maybe in that case, with the Cubs coming from not far away, the Cubs bring their prospects and they play a game at 10, 11 o'clock early in the day. You know, maybe, maybe they do something like that. Um, but yeah, it, it does seem like part of the puzzle that either they haven't thought it through to the point where details are even leaking out or they haven't thought it through at all. I, I think it's probably more the former than the latter, but it's a, it's a great question because losing development time is bad. I mean, like even for, for rebuilding teams like the Tigers, if you guys look at the Tigers prospects, I mean, it's a pitching heavy organization. They have a ton riding on the health and development of, of Casey Mize and Matt Manning and Tarek Skubal and Alex Faito. Those guys need to pitch somewhere this year. And if you don't want to start the clock and, and bring them up, okay, but you got to have them throwing if you're going to have them contribute in 2021 and, and not have limited innings into the future. Yeah, all right. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Kind of worried. That was about good that. stuff, guys. That was good stuff. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was good stuff, stuff, right? Yes. All right. That's that's yeah. Ian. A lot. You done with his drink? It's been an hour. Let's get. Let's wrap. It <laughs> no, <up. laughs> I'm not. I still have a little bit of the the drink left. I always have like half of it with the wife outside, and then just add some more grapefruit juice to it. it was a good I one put off me. getting drunk with my brother uh, to tomorrow night, so I would be good for tonight's show. Fantastic. Yolbert. Hashtag Yolbert. Yeah, well, yeah, Three movies. <laughs> Three movies that uh, DVR from, we should probably say, like, not in the last couple of years, but yeah, heck, you could say it in the last couple of years. And then whoever yeah, like, puts those th- three movies down or a question um, or comment, we will put into the running for a free uh, code for OOTP. I feel like DVR has seen Ghostbusters. <laughs> Maybe has seen bits and pieces of Ghostbusters 2. Definitely has not seen the remake. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. It's parts. So much negative energy. That's positive. Oh, 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 oh. Wait, so you do know. You've seen Ghostbusters 2. No? (laughs) No. Uh, I. uh, That's that's the plot of of Ghostbusters 2 is negative energy under New York. Yeah. It's just like goo goo. I I thought you. No? No, I haven't seen it. And the only reason I'm even aware of that is uh, it's one of the the corny. uh, It's a classic Jeff Erickson joke. We were talking about something on the SiriusXM show like two years ago, three years ago, a while ago. And his joke was I haven't seen this much negative energy since Ghostbusters 2. And. I had no idea what he was talking about, but, you know. Yes, okay. Yes. It it is a Jeff Erickson joke. Yeah, happy to pass that one on, Um, not really knowing much about it. Ghostbusters, but you have seen Ghostbusters, the original. Yes, I have. Man, I was young. I mean, I have have not seen that movie in a long time. Annie Potts was the best part of that movie. Ghostbusters, what do you want? I remember Annie Potts from Designing Women. Yeah, Annie Potts. That, that was a fun show, Designing Women. That had its own, like, milieu. I guess it was like Golden Girls on CBS in the South. Golden Girls was like uh, Florida, and uh, Designing Women was like Atlanta, I think. That was the original Real real Housewives of Atlanta. I never thought about it like that. Mm. Neither did I. You know what? You know, you know, I, I, gotta, I have a thing I'd like to put out there for the movies. Um, anytime yes. somebody... Yes makes a submission i appreciate good movie suggestions i really do um i will i will return the favor with a, an old like a classic movie that i've seen that other people may not have seen each time we get a good request that i'm gonna go watch like i'll i'll share Sweet. one back okay. it'll be something that hopefully people haven't seen because i was a communications arts major at the university of wisconsin uh so i had a radio tv and film emphasis so i've seen a lot of classic movies um, and despite the fact that I haven't seen a lot of popular movies from about <laughs> 1985 to present day, I've seen some classics that are great. I, I love old movies, and uh, I'm happy to. All right, but pass my those cousin along. Vinny, but the three that I'm talking about are classics. The three that I've put out to you, my cousin Vinny, Midnight Run, and uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, absolute classics. All three, all three, just you can't, you can't mess with those movies. They're too good. Fair enough. All right. I'm 
I'm excited. I'm excited. It's gonna yeah, be me fun. too. Me you know too. what yeah, I would do? I would watch that. Guys, I would I would watch this with you online. Like, you know what I mean? I would watch that. I would watch Midnight Run with you guys. Could we figure out a way to do that? Like we all started in the same second. When we could just screen share it, I think in Zoom, so that way we don't have to all hit the play button at the same time. And then we'd have <laughs> we had, we, our our little faces could be across the top. Um so we could we could you know watch it together. I, Come on. I, I think that's all how right, people that's watch what... movies together now. I think we we, that's how that's done. Okay, I'm in for that. I'm definitely down for that. All right. Well, as long as you have a copy of the movie or access to it online and know how to screen I'm share, going to, yes. Uh, I could set up a Zoom call. <laughs> well, there, okay. that's that. I, I've that got a Zoom. Well I've lasted. Got a... <laughs> 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 no, screw you guys. Minute run. You will laugh. I promise. Like when the, the I, I showed you guys also last week, I showed you the, uh, the girl who does Andrew Cuomo, right? Did, yes. With the, uh, you know, the boyfriend, I like the boyfriend, that video. Yeah, that she definitely... lasted two weeks as a Nando follow. Oh, she didn't R. make I. it past P. that? Cuomo girl, uh, yeah, yesterday. Hey, thanks for thanks for having us. Thanks for uh, thanks for spending an hour and letting us spend an hour with each other and spending an hour yes. with you. So, uh, we hope we were a nice uh, one-hour distraction from everything going on. Please continue to stay safe. Um, yeah. Give out some hugs virtually if you can. Uh, read those two stories on the athletic and more, but those two were especially good and uh, insightful and intelligent and well done. So, um, you know, we don't just blindly tell you to read stuff; they're unlocked, yeah. they're free. So it's not like we're trying to get you to subscribe. Uh, four, the man who has seen, uh, I guess, thirty-three percent of the Ghostbusters movies. Yeah, that's that's accurate. <laughs> For the guy who doesn't understand the difference between a Greek and an Italian last name, Ian Khan. <laughs> That would be me, which is funny. Check it out. <laughs> I'm not an Afino. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next week. Toodaloo. Bye.